This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 6th. You got a little foghorn leghorn in you there when you said I'll that. I say, I say, I say. I say it's Friday. I say uh, doors open this Friday. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, you had a, a big-time Park Region Conference boys basketball game last night. Yeah, you know, the Park Region Conference collision, the Park Region Conference clash, whatever whatever word you want to use. Uh, this was a, a marquee matchup. It's one that when you looked at the beginning of the season, both head coaches talked about it when I chatted with them pre-game that, uh, you know, the the ones who are in the business of predicting and the ones who are in the business of, of, of looking at this schedule like we are saw this game as a, a pretty nice one and we were able to get into the gym and call it last night and uh, just a great matchup between the Hornets, who are ranked eighth in state, eight and zero now with the win over the Wolverines last night. Wadena Deer Creek uh, was undefeated, three and zero in Park Region Conference play coming into this one. The Hornets were two and zero. I mean, it was just a great game. And really, I I came into this game thinking that there was a good chance it was going to be very offensive. Like, and I don't know why. I just had that gut feeling of like both these teams have a lot of athletes. You could see them running up and down the floor and just kind of having a game where everybody goes nuts. But it was actually the reverse. It was actually both teams because they have a lot of good athletes played a lot of good defense and there was a lot of really good strong man-to-man defense like guys were it was tight man it was all this kind of stuff the on-ball defense for both teams was spectacular so I, I thought it was a really fun night of basketball Hornets were able to get the win thanks to Mason Hammer I believe it something along the lines of 33 points in that game and the Hornets only scored 55 so 33 of the 55 points came from Mason Hammer, a big reason why the Hornets were able to come away with that one. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Well, I mean, first of all, 33 of 55 is ridiculous. 55-44 was the final yes. score, right? So, yeah, when I saw that final score, too, I was really surprised by that because I think I actually listened to um, uh, your pregame interviews. I was able to, to catch up uh, with those and hear what – both Coach Toomberg and Coach Missy got his head to say uh, about the game. And there was kind of a funny moment in the interview with Coach Toomberg, I thought. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I, I, had, I had never really heard anybody say this, but it also fell right in line with what I thought this game was going to be, which was very high scoring. Uh, he said if we can hold him, if we can hold Henning to the 60s or even low 70s, I think I really like our chance of winning this ball game. And I was like, th- that feels like a really high number, but also I think everyone was expecting there to be points scored in this one. <laughs> like there, there's no reason why this game, I think going into it last night, it couldn't have been like an 81 to 76 game, right? Mm-hmm. It really felt like that was a possibility. So I think when it's all said and done, you know, when to hear Coach Toomberg say that, like, we, even if we can hold him to low 70s, we like our chances to hold a team like Henning to 55 must be rewarding, you know. And I think both teams wish they could could have put the ball in the ocean a little more after it's all said and done. But a stark difference. Uh, in final result compared to at least what I would have expected that final score to be. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, a couple of kids for each team got into foul trouble. That impacted the game as well uh, for both the Hornets and the Wolverines. But I think overall it just was a really 
good defensive game. I thought both teams did a great job with on-ball defense. Isaac Common for the Wolverines did a nice job creating turnovers and just kind of uh, being a, a pestering force on the defensive end. There was a couple other guys for the Wolverines who did that as well. Uh, obviously, Henning, kind of their brand the last few years has been the really tough man-to-man defense, being really aggressive, being kind of finding the right times, when to get the steal, when to go for it, when to play off. But uh, overall, I just thought it was a really really good game because when we talk about matchups and this isn't just with high school basketball this could be with even you watch like primetime matchups in football or basketball if they this is a matchup that had some stakes to it in the park region conference and you know usually when teams usually when a game is hyped up it has the ability sometimes to fall flat a little bit maybe Wadena shoots really well and they end up winning by 20 or vice versa and Henning starts out big and they just hold on to win there's always that but this one did fit the bill of a really close game as 26 24 at halftime Wadena took the lead a couple times in the first half and then it was that second half where Henning really took over uh, and just kind of held on to the game but I mean, this is what we talked about yesterday as being, this should be a fun game. And sometimes you don't always get that for whatever reason. Sometimes it's just basketball. Sometimes the shots just don't fall for you that night and the game doesn't quite turn out the way you want. But I thought from like a spectator's perspective, this was just a really fun night of basketball at the Wadena Deer Creek Gym. And let's not pretend that uh, two teams playing really good man-to-man defense and shots not falling are mutually exclusive. Yeah. Right? Those things are 100% tied together. Now, are you missing open shots at some point? Yeah, everyone misses an open shot. That's just how it goes. But if you spend an entire game with someone in your front pocket, you're going to feel them there whether they are or not when you get a wide open shot a little later. Like that, those th- two things go together. Uh, so it's cool. Good. Good job. Um, Vikings play on Sunday. Yeah. They wrap up the regular season on the road at Chicago. This is just going to be a weird one, right? Yeah. I mean, from the start, it was always going to be weird because the Vikings and Soldier Field always play weird. Yeah. This, and then following it up, that the Bears aren't even going to start Justin Fields. They're just resting him. They're like, we're not we're not about to have this man tear his Achilles in like the final game of the season and be out all of next year. So they're just sitting him and just like, hey, man, rest up and get ready for next year. So it's the Nathan Peterman game for the Vikings. Yep. And I, I know the Vikings' defense is pretty bad, but like you, you should be able to beat Nathan Peterman, guys. Like That should be pretty easily done but also who cares if the Vikings lose this game because I know we're going to get into this in a second here but I just think with the way the Vikings approach this game either treat it like a preseason game where Kirk Cousins and the starting offense get in there get a drive or two kind of see if they can get into some rhythm especially if Kirk Cousins and Chris Reed as a quarterback center combo are going to be a thing in the first round of the playoffs which likely could happen so get some game action snaps, get what you need to get, and then just be done. And I don't like, there's no reason why Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Peterson, Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter even need to be on the field by the second half of this game, no matter what the score is. Yeah, I th- uh, that's the important caveat in all of this is like, it's just who, if you have a chance, they have a chance at the two seed. Uh, cool, man, go get it. But, um, at best they're going to be a two seed at worst they're going to be a three seed and i 
this is an important question in all of this. It, like, what is really, really important here? Do they feel like the two seed gives them the best opportunity to move forward? Are we playing the matchup game? Like, is it better that the Vikings end up having to play as a two seed, either Green Bay or Detroit or Seattle, or as a three seed playing the Giants? Like, some of that comes into this, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like the, I think if you're a Vikings fan, if the if door number one is the New York Giants, a team that you know you can beat, and it's going to be a home game, Daniel Jones doesn't scare you, the wide receivers don't scare you, pass rush might scare you, but outside of that, like you feel like you, that's door number one, but door number two is the possibility. You could get Seattle, which would be the most ideal because Seattle's defense is garbage, mm. like worse than the Vikings. So like th- there's a chance you could do something with that, but you could also get the possibility of playing Green Bay and Detroit, both of whom have beaten you in the last month. So is that... I think I take door number one. And I know the Giants... I know the game was close. It took a 61-yard field goal to beat New York, but... I still like my chances against the Giants more than I would with the possibility of having Aaron Rodgers come here all confident and ready to go. Yeah, I go a couple ways because there's there is um, there's a world where you can you can play the what if game, right? You, there's a lot of what ifs. Like, okay, the Vikings are the three seed; they get to play the Giants. That's a that is it seems like a good matchup. It's a that, favorable one. It seems like a favorable matchup. Also. Let's say the seven seed is Green Bay. Green Bay has to go to San Francisco. Green Bay's playing better football of late. Are they hot? Green Bay's got a chance to beat San Francisco in San Francisco. That would mean Green Bay now has to come to U.S. Bank Stadium the following. Like you can, you can kick this snowball down the hill and watch it build and see like, oh, Oh, well that's like that's very favorable too, right? To have somebody come to your house in the second round. Well, the the opposite argument of that is is like why not just be the 2 seed and assure yourself you're going to have two home games. Uh, I, more of an assurance that you're going to have two home games rather than like geez wouldn't it wouldn't it be nice to get lucky to play a, a team that we think is a nice match and then maybe this could happen and then all of a sudden hey, like we're sometimes we're dreaming about still getting two home games mm-hmm. when the fact of the matter is you could beat Chicago and get the two seed and you will have two home games if you win. There's well, no doubt about it, which is that that is, I think, probably the most important factor in all of this. That's important, but the, the biggest thing that this hinges on is that the 49ers would have to lose. The Vikings sure. have to win and the yep. 49ers have to lose. Yes. So you have to that it doesn't matter what the Vikings do on Sunday. If the 49ers win, they're, then they're, they're the, the two, two seed. seed and they're playing the Arizona Cardinals who are for Awful. all intents and purposes dead and they're starting David Blau at quarterback. Right. Who is David Blau you might ask? He was on the Vikings practice squad a month ago. Yeah. And now not, he's starting for them. So that they Arizona's they, a mess. San Francisco should win by showing up. Is yes. my point. Yes, I I agree with that. I agree with that, and and you're right. There's there's a million, there's a million what ifs. I just if we're arguing about like how do we get two home playoff games? Yeah, well, then w- beat Chicago and give yourself the chance to be the two seed so you can get two home playoff games. Right, mm-hmm. like near, a win is not guaranteed against anyone, no matter what, in the first round. But you don't want 
I don't know. I some, some it's sometimes more exciting to get caught up in the what ifs. Yeah. Like, oh well, what if we're the three seed, and what if Green Bay goes into San? Well, or just be the two seed. <laughs> well, here's the thing: the Vikings. I still think with Nick Mullins at quarterback could still beat the Chicago Bears team. There is, uh, yes, I agree. I, there's a there. You said all San Francisco is going to have to do is show up. Yeah, it kind of feels like that for the Vikings too. Um, there is one added wrinkle in all of this mm-hmm. that doesn't actually affect the Vikings, but it is potentially affecting the entire playoffs. Um, the NFL decided to cancel the Buffalo Cincinnati game. Yeah, and they're still working out what that means for the playoffs. And one of the options in all of this, and this is from Mike Florio, who is pro football focus, right? Is yeah. that who he is? Um, pro football talk. Pro football talk, excuse me. Is he said the NFL is considering a move to an eight-team playoff. This year. Rather than seven, a temporary change from seven teams in a conference to eight teams in a conference, which eliminates the first round by for the one seat. And the reason is because, remember, Cincinnati and Buffalo were playing for essentially the one seed. Mm -hmm. Well, that game is not going to be decided. Um, So you don't want to give an advantage to someone. Like They're trying to be fair about this. And that is one of the fair options in all of this. Really, the one person who gets the one team who gets screwed out of this is Philadelphia because another team is going to get added into the playoffs uh, yeah. when it's all said and done. So now that's not going to affect the Vikings at all. Um, but it does mean that a, a top seeded Philadelphia is going to have to play one more game. And all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's a chance that they get beat up. There, there's some tan, tangent effects that happen because of it. But it's going to be interesting to see how um, that playoff format gets itself sorted out. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with this playoff format. The NFL did announce yesterday uh, that the Bengals-Bills game is canceled. Along with that, they said the AFC title game could take place at a neutral site. Um, because of, like Corey said, the implications of that game. Uh, and they might just, uh, there's a few scenarios, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Buffalo and Kansas City uh, would both win or both tie. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be played at a neutral site. Scenario three Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties. Uh, a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be held at a neutral site and then scenario three is buffalo and kansas city both lose and cincinnati wins a buffalo or cincinnati versus kansas city championship game held at a neutral site so trying to keep it fair has been the moral of the story here but i don't know i don't know what to make of this the point with the vikings is i think you should sit the starters not just it's not about playoff seeding and i'd rather match up with the giants and whatever you're in the playoffs you're gonna have to beat a good team at some point so that's fine but I think you can't win the first game. You can't win in the second round if you don't win in the first round. So you talk about getting the home playoff game in the second round. You can't do that if you don't win your first playoff game. And making sure everybody's healthy is way more important than where they're seated at this point as you get ready for the postseason. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 6th.